You are listening to the weekly podcast of Bethel Assembly, Sedalia, Missouri. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about the church, you can reach us at www.bethelassembly.info. We're going to be looking at all of the clowns and the daredevils and the showmen that are in our household. Any of you have any clowns, daredevils, or showmen, or maybe you are one of the above? Maybe you have all of them in your house. If you have more than one child, there's a really good chance that you've got it all covered very quickly. It doesn't take much. This morning, I want to take a few moments and I want to look at what does it take to keep our family circus going. It doesn't take a whole lot to get it started. I don't need to explain that to you. Getting a family started isn't real hard. But keeping it going is a struggle. There you go. That's right. Come on. So what role do we play? What is our responsibility as mom and dad or grandma or grandpa or young person? What is our responsibility in this family? How do we respond to what's happening? I put out on Facebook a couple of weeks ago this question. What is family to you? And I just wanted to see what kind of response that I would get from those that, that follow me or even follow the church. What, what response am I going to get from this question? What is family to you? And let me share a few of those with you this morning. One person said this, the people who see the real you, it's the ones you love most even when you can't stand them. That's good. I would venture to say that individual has a few clowns and daredevils and, and showmen that they're uh, responsible for in their house. Maybe it was this response. Maybe this is what you relate to. It means I have someone on my side through thick and thin. When I go through bad times, that I don't have to bear the weight of the situation alone. Family is there. Family is the one that's going to be with you in the celebration moments Family is the one that's going to be with you in the struggle moments. Let me just tell you this. We are a family. You need this body of believers. That's not the highlight. That's not the focus of this series. But let me just take a moment and speak that into your life. There's some of you that have been sitting on the sidelines. You really haven't been a part of this family. You're kind of like cousin Eddie that shows up at the family reunion and really doesn't hang out with anybody. He sits over at the swing until food is available. Then he comes over and eats. Then he goes back to the swing. Some of you are Cousin Eddie. You're kind of sitting on the sidelines. You're not really plugging in and being a part of the family. I want to let you know this morning, you need this family. There are going to be moments, there are going to be times in your life when you don't know where to turn. When, When those around you, your circle of influence, seem to abandon you. And you're like, I don't know what to do right now. It's in those moments that you need the family. You need one another. Look at the person next to you and say, you need me. Now look back at that person and say, and I need you. We need one another in this place. We need our family in the good times and the bad times when everything is going great and when the bottom just falls out. We need one another. Or maybe this would be your response. What is family to you? Not for sure anymore. So sad. I really don't know what family is because it seems like my family has all abandoned me. It seems like my family is, is nowhere around. It seems like it's all, all fallen apart. I, I really don't know what family is. And I want to encourage you over the next several weeks, really listen. Yeah. 
Listen to what God speaks into our hearts through his word regarding the family. I believe that you're going to find some answers, some resolution over the next couple of weeks. Look at this next one. Knowing without a doubt that there's someone who will hold you up when everything else is pulling you down. Man, we all need that, yes? I don't know about you, but I have a lot of things in my life that likes to pull me down. I have a lot of things around me that wants to bide for my time, wants to to distract me, wants to take me out, wants to put obstacles in front of me. It is great to have a family around that in those moments you can go to them and go, help! Yes? Look at this last one. My family includes more than blood relatives. Absolutely. Again, this is a great family. I'm not saying abandon your blood relatives, but I'm saying this is a great family as well. So the question is, what is family to you? Maybe for you, your family is comprised of clowns and daredevils and showmen, and you are simply not sure what to do with them. How do you handle those in your household? So today, for the next few moments, I want to talk to you about how do I keep this family circus going when everything seems so difficult when I don't know where to turn how does my family continue to thrive now I purposely chose that word thrive because some of us are just allowing our family to survive we're gasping for air we're going under time and time and time again and it just doesn't seem to be working we're barely surviving So how do I, how do you, how do we bring our family circus to that place that we really thrive into what God would have us to be? Because that's my goal. My goal is that that my family, who I'm responsible for, will successfully prosper in the role that God has created them to live. I can't tell you how many times that I've been to a wedding, or maybe I've officiated the wedding, and I've made this statement at the very conclusion of the wedding. Having pledged yourselves one to another, and having sealed with your vows, and given and received of rings, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Then it's followed up by this scripture from Mark chapter 10. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. That's going to be our text Today, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. At this point, if we were to stop the circus, we were to stop the ceremony, we've just pronounced them husband and wife, we've exclaimed and explained what they've done, they have taken a moment, they have kissed, and we've said, what God has joined together, let no one separate it, and we hit the pause button, Everything would be great. Right? It's for keeps. For better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and health. I'm going to be with them. Everything is great. Pause. But what happens if you add a few years, you add a few kids, you add the in-laws. You add some clowns, some daredevils, some showmen, some financial issues. You add the humdrum 
of life. Suddenly, this marriage that was once for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, this marriage that once that God had put together, and we exclaim that no one separates. Suddenly, the foundation begins to shake. The, the tent stakes on the circus begin to waver. The wind begins to blow, and suddenly we have a, a little bit different response. If I was to poll this room, there are several married couples. Let me speak to them just for a moment. If I was to poll this room and I was to ask you this question, how's your marriage doing? I would venture to say that I would get a myriad of different responses. There would be those in the room that, man, you can just tell that they are just glowing all the time. They would say, our marriage is better today than it was the day that we said I do. We are more in love, and she is the cutest thing, and she is absolutely perfect, and everything is great, and they they float out of this room. And then there will be those who say, well, it's, it's, it's going well. We've got a good marriage. I mean, everything is going. We haven't killed one another yet. I mean, praise God for that. Um, I mean, she got her CCW license. She concealed carries now, but she hasn't killed me yet. Everything is good. Then there will be those in the room that would say, we're hanging on by a thread, Pastor. I've got one more stake on this tent, and the whole tent's down. Or maybe you're a young adult and you're, you're nudging your young adult friend right now and saying, I just wish I had a marriage to evaluate. <laughs> yeah, and all the, all the young adults in the room said. So apparently, you're the only one that wants to be married. So if we can focus the camera in just for a moment right here. We'll, we'll put your address underneath with phone number. You don't need a stalker? Okay, so, so zoom back out, come back up here. All right. What we're talking about today is not giving up. There's a saying in any sort of stage performance, and I've, I've been in, on the stage for many years doing a variety of things. There's a, a statement that occurs with any stage performance, and it's this. The show must go on. And I would say to you today, in your family, in your marriage, in your household, the show must go on. Is it always going to be easy? No. But the show must go on. What does it take to keep your family circus going? Or a more specific question would be this. Are you committed to your family? You see... In order to keep the show going, sometimes, even when it's hard, you have to press forward. I've got a friend that's a a stage performer, and just recently I was watching him on Facebook following some things he's doing, and he had done a performance, and in the midst of that, he had jumped on the stage and twisted his ankle. Yeah, I saw pictures. It wasn't a pretty sight, and actually had a fracture in one of the bones in his foot. But do you know he went on and did two performances that night? Why? Because the show must go on. There are times in your life, in your family situation, when you're going to have a fracture. 
When you're going to want to throw in the towel, when you're going to want to give up, when you're going to want to say no more, I want you to remember those words that you said, for better, for richer, or for better, for poor, for richer, I can't even do this right. For better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health. You would think I've never done a wedding before. I've done hundreds of them. Till death do us part. I'm going to move forward. Why? Because the show must go on. According to divorce statistics, it is estimated that 40 to 50% of first marriages will end in divorce. 40 to 50%. Now, this number is down a little bit and is beginning to drop, and that's encouraging. But I did a little research. Why is that number dropping? And here's what I found out. It's dropping because more and more couples are finding it morally and socially acceptable to cohabitate rather than commit to marriage. Can I just share my heart with you for a moment? And please, hear my heart. Hear hear this pastor's heart to you. Marriage is God's design for the family. Cohabitation, living together, premarital sexual activities, they cannot and will not be blessed by God. Guys, hear my heart. I can't tell you how many young couples I've talked to over the years, and some of them are in this room today, that at one point in time they were living together and they they were having sexual relationship, and they came up and talked to me and I said, man, God can't bless your relationship. And they heeded that advice and they separated for that season, ended up getting married, and God has blessed them abundantly. But God cannot bless a family that's based on sin. So before we get into this message today, before we really get into the meat of what we're going to talk about, let me share with you just a little bit about some of our roles and responsibilities in the family. Let me start by saying, grandmas and grandpas, you're not finished. I, I've talked to many of you over the years, and you're just like, you know what, I don't know, no longer need to volunteer in the church, I no longer need to do anything, I'm just going to kind of middle through life, I'm kind of hanging out in life, I'm retired, all is good. But I want you to know you have a huge responsibility still. Your responsibility is to influence the next generation. You are to be the one that we look up to. You are to be the one that helps set the course for life. Grandma and Grandpa, don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say, well, my time is done. Let me pass it on to somebody else. No, you have a big role to play. You are the the matriarch of the family. You're the pillar of the family. Let us rely upon you. Let Let us hold to you. Let us cling from the wisdom that you have. Mom, I'm sorry, husband and wife, are you taking the time that's necessary to invest in your spouse? Are you taking the time that you need to to invest? This isn't natural. We are naturally geared to invest in ourselves. But are you taking the time to invest in your spouse? If you don't know what that means, man, let me just share with you. There's a great book called The Five Love Languages. I talk about it all the time. I require it for every marriage that I perform. The couples have to read it or at least tell me they did. And it helps to explain, what is that love language? Because the way you receive love may not be the way that your spouse receives love. 
You see, they may, they may get love from gifts or quality time. You may get love from physical touch, words of affirmation. Let me encourage you, find out what is that love language in your spouse and begin to really invest in them. It's not natural, it's not easy, but it's worth the hard work. Hebrews chapter 13 says this, give honor to your marriage. Hold on to that word honor. We're going to come back to that at the conclusion of the message. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful. Look at your neighbor, say, remain faithful. Come on, say it like your life depends upon it. Remain faithful. To, the one, to one another in marriage. This verse goes on to talk about remaining morally faithful, but I believe we can take it a step further and say this, make the necessary steps, take the necessary steps to improve upon what you have been given. Take the necessary steps to improve upon what you've been given. Now let me talk to mom and dad. God has given you a tremendous responsibility. What are you doing with the family God's entrusted you with? 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, a, a power-packed verse in Scripture, one that will slap you upside the head and, and spin you around backwards, says this, but anyone who won't care for his own relatives when they need help, especially those living in his own family, has no right to say he's a Christian. Hmm. Let me read all of that again. But anyone, who does that include? Everyone. So you can put your name in there if you want. But if Chris won't care for his own relatives, if Lisa won't care for her own relatives, if John won't care for his own relatives, especially those living in his own house or in his own family has no right to say he's a Christian. In fact, such a person is worse than the heathen. Wow! Mom and dad, what are you doing to invest in your children? What are you doing to invest in those under your roof? Young people, I'm not leaving you out. Young adults, students, are you honoring your parents? Are you honoring mom and dad? God's commanded you to do so. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents. Oh, a pastor, that doesn't pertain to me. I'm not a child. You're someone's child. I don't care how old you get, you're still someone's child. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. It's not always easy. You may not always agree with them. Sometimes you may be smarter than them, right? Anyway, give them the respect they deserve. Now this morning, very quickly, I've got about 11 minutes left. I'm going to give you four keys to a successful family circus. Do you think I can do it? Good, you have faith in me. Key, that doesn't mean that I will do it. I can, but I don't have to. Key number one is this. Love must daily take center stage. In your family circus, love must always take center stage. Love is not always simple to give. 
You are going to have those difficult moments with your spouse. Believe it or not, you will have difficult moments with the one that you said, I do to. You're going to have difficult times with your family. You're going to have struggles with your children. You're going to have conflict with your parents. Why? Because it's in those moments in the house and the family and the time together that you let your guard down. You begin to be yourself and you find out there's little things that they do that just irritate you. They make noise when they eat. Does that bother anybody else? I mean, sometimes I just have to pray through. In Jesus' name, come quickly. (laughs) Love is a daily choice because there are going to be times when you find it difficult to love them. You're not sure that you even like them. But you must allow love to take center stage every day single day are you going to be happy with them every day no you must daily decide to love them you can love someone and not be happy with them at the same time love goes much deeper than being pleased with one's actions love goes much deeper than being pleased with somebody's behavior in fact in first peter chapter four it says this most of all love each other as if your life Depends on it. Wow. Love your family. Love your kids. Love your spouse. Love your mom. Love your dad. Love people as if your life Depends upon it. Love makes up for practically anything. One translation says this. It covers a multitude of sins. It's time to begin to love our families as if our life depends upon it. It's time to make the needed investment in the people in your circus. The clowns. Daredevils, the showmen, those that just get on your nerves. It's time to love them as if your life depends upon it. But what happens, Pastor, when when things get really tough? When suddenly I'm looking over here and, and the field in front of me, it's not green. It may have one or two dandelions, but that's the greenest it gets. But I look over there, and boy, that's lush grass. That's a really nice, fancy tent they have for the circus over there. My tent's got a few holes in it. It it leaks when it rains. There's been a few stakes that I've had to to reinforce over time. What do I do? Do Do I throw in the towel? Do I jump the fence? Do I go into the other circus? What do I do, pastor? You get your eyes back on the circus that God's placed you in. Love one another as if your life depends upon it. It doesn't say jump ship. It doesn't say bail on them. But love them as if your own life depends upon it. Number two, every member of the circus must have value. Every member of the circus must have value. 
What each one of us must realize this morning is this. Our family is to be treasured. Our family is to be given honor. Our family is worth the investment. Romans chapter 12 says this, be devoted to one another in love. Honor, honor one another above yourself. The English Standard Version says this, outdo one another in showing love. Do I have any competitive people in the house? Come on, any competitive people? If you're really competitive, outdo those in your house showing love. What a great challenge. See, if we really value our families, a few things we'll do. Number one, we'll make time for them. Every one of us are giving 24 hours a day. Every one of us is giving 365 days a year. Not a single one of us gets more. Not a single one of us gets less. Every one of us has the same amount of time. It's our choice. It's our decision of how we divide up that time. You must take time for one another. Your family, listen carefully, your family must be your first priority. Look at your calendar. Whatever's on your calendar the most, that's your first priority. Can I be honest with you? You are not my first priority. My family is. God, my family, then you. I'm just being honest with you. That's what God's called me to do. You're after them. I challenge you today. Give your family the attention they need. Give them the focus that they need. Make time for your family. Number two, show respect to them. Ephesians chapter 5 Paul keeps bringing up the relationship with a husband and a wife, and he, he puts it in relationship with Christ and the church. He tells us that the man is to love his wife as Christ does the church, willing to give himself for her. Guys, that's tough. That's hard. We've got to be willing to surrender ourselves for the betterment of our wife, just as Christ did for the church. But women, hold on. Your responsibility is to honor and respect your husband. He goes on to say parents are to instruct and encourage their children. Children are to give honor to the parents. Yet how often is it that we fail to do just that? We find ourselves consumed with everything else. That the family... It's the brunt end of the deal. The family is pushed to the side. We're not making time for them. We're not showing them respect. What we are doing is we're airing all the dirty laundry on Facebook about our family. Well, my kids did this this week. I can't believe my kids did that. My husband did this. I'm so aggravated with him right now. I'm so mad at him right now. And we put it on social media as if that's what we're supposed to do. Wrong. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Lift one another up. Show honor and respect to one another. This morning, I want you to step back and I want you to do a a mental review. How did you treat your family this week? I believe there are some of you that need to go home and you need to apologize. Sorry, I was a jerk. 
I'm sorry I just did that this week. Sorry, that was, that was hard, wasn't it? Whew, guys got quiet real quick. <laughs> Number three, pray for them. Yeah. Pray for your family. Yeah. Spend time in prayer together. And I try in the mornings to, to get with the kids before they even go to school and just say a, a prayer as they're departing. Just, just setting their day in motion. I encourage you, pray for your family. Spend time praying together. Key number three. What was number one? Love must daily take center stage. Number two, every member of the circus must be valued. Number three, the ringmaster must be a positive role model. Let's define this. Who is the ringmaster? Mom and dad. Mom and dad are the ringmaster. And here's what I've discovered about a circus. I've done a little research on a circus over the last couple of weeks. The ringmaster is the one that sets the pace for everything else in the show. If the ringmaster doesn't have energy, the rest of the show isn't going to be very exciting because they all grab their energy from the ringmaster. He's the one that comes out, ladies and gentlemen, in the over, over here, you know, whatever he says, I don't know. I just about said in this corner we have, you know, that's, that's a boxing match and that's not a circus. Sometimes that is our circus, though. That'll preach another week. Let's move on. Ringmaster David Shipman, he is from the Ringley Bar, uh, Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus, was once asked if he ever gets tired of doing the circus. By the way, do you ever get tired of doing your circus? Yeah. I had one person shake their head no. Everyone else was like, uh-huh, come on somebody. But here was his response to that. I've got 18 seconds. He says this, when I was a kid... I was a platinum blonde kid with a bold cut. So every show, in the first couple of minutes, I try to find a little boy with platinum blonde hair and a bold cut. For the rest of the show, I direct and channel all my energy toward that one kid to give him the experience I had as a little boy. There are going to be days that you're just tired. There's going to be days that you don't want to be the ringmaster anymore. You want to be the guy passing out the peanuts. Peanuts! Popcorn! That's easy. Your hardest job is if you have a strong enough arm to throw them at them, right? Sometimes you don't want to be the ringmaster. But guess what? You are. In those moments, what do you do? You make the choice as the ringmaster, as mom and dad, to set the pace for the family. Like it or not, you're going to have an influence on your kids, a good one or a bad one. What's it going to be? See, as an individual and as a family, we are all role models. If you have children, it starts there. They're watching everything you do. They're learning. Your little boy is learning how to be a dad. Your little girl is learning how to be a wife. So here's what I've discovered. Let your children know that mom and dad are crazy about each other. They may even do this. Ew. My kids are almost 16 and 18. And I'll walk up and I'll just give my wife a big hug. Do you want to demonstrate? No? Okay. 
And I'll give her a big hug or I'll give her a kiss right in front of the kids. A lot of times just to mess with them. But they'll go, ew. It's okay. They need to know that I think that she's the greatest thing next to sliced bread. Actually, I like her better than sliced bread. Now you put toast and jelly in. No, I was kidding. Let your kids know that you're crazy about your spouse. Set the stage that leads the way in that circus that God has given you. Number four, and I'm going to close this thing up. Let the focus be to honor God and each other. Let the focus of your family circus be to honor God. Now listen carefully. I'm not saying just honor God on Sunday morning. Do me a favor. Do your family a favor. Don't play one thing here and play the other thing there. Don't be heaven here and hell there. I'm just saying. Honor God. Let that be the focus of your family circus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And suddenly the trapeze artist takes off. And the elephants come in. And the clowns are juggling. I mean, everything is happening. But you set the stage by honoring God. Mark chapter 12, a scripture I've read hundreds of times to you. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. The second equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. No other command is greater than these. The key, number four, we use the word honor. Several times today, we've used the word honor. Dr. Kevin Lehman defined honor as this. Honor is simply love in action. You're here this morning. You say, Pastor, my family, this circus that I've got going on, it's, it's on rocky ground. We're on the brink of disaster. I don't really know what to do. Let me just tell you this. Step back and see how you're measuring up. See what you're doing with these keys that open the doors of what God has for you. Maybe you need to take the time this morning to recommit one to another. Young people, students, children, you need to recommit to mom and dad. You need to go up and you say, I'm so sorry that I haven't really been the son or daughter I need to be. Mom and dad, you maybe need to reconnect with your kids and say, I haven't led you like I really should. Husbands and wives, maybe you need to talk to one another and say, I haven't been what I need to be as your supports. Some of you need to take those tent stakes all the way around your circus tent. You need to pound them in a little deeper because they're beginning to wobble. Some of you need to get the ladder out and you need to patch the holes. You need to re-sew the seams. You need to sweep the floor. Because your family circus hasn't been what it needs to be. But today you realize you've got to make a change. You've got to move beyond the battlefield of your family. You've got to discover the blessing that God has for your house. It's time to recommit to one another. I'm here to tell you this morning that your family is worth it. Your family 
is worth it. Look at somebody that's not in your family and tell them this morning, your family is worth it. It may be a chaotic circus. You got people trying to be trapeze artists that can't even climb the ladder. You got people trying to be clowns and they're not even funny. You got individual. My wife just looked at me on that. Let's go back to pray for your family. Wow. We're going to ban her from the front row from this point on. In fact, if we can sit her out there, that would be awesome. No, just kidding. Where am I? I'm done with my notes. I don't even know where I am now. It's time to recommit to our family. It's not always easy, but it needs to be done. Would you bow your heads with me?